forgot to call for him to know that it was the Lord. And what makes us think that we can know that something is of the Lord the first time we encounter it, the first time we see it. Something had to have happened in Samuel's life, right? That first encounter that he had with God's voice was the introduction into a ministry with the Lord. So he had to have been taught how to hear God's voice because that he heard God through his ears does not mean God spoke to his ears. The speaking of God is always in the spirit. So he had to have learned something or be taught on how to hear God from his spirit. Correct? It didn't happen once. It didn't happen two times. It didn't happen three times. Right? But it happened. Correct? But God continued to call out to him once, two times, three times, right? Until Samuel could discern that it was the Lord. That encounter teaches us something. It teaches us that that God speaks just because God speaks does not mean we will hear or brother does not mean we will hear that it is he because when God spoke to Samuel Samuel thought that it was Eli he thought that he heard the voice but he thought that it was Eli and God could not continue his dialogue with him until he acknowledged the fact that it is God that speaks. So the progression of revelation requires our acknowledgement of who it is who is communicating with us. Amen? Amen? So he heard the voice three times thought it was Eli. Yet it was God. Now, he didn't think that it was the son, one of the sons of Eli, right? He thought it was Eli. He did not assume that it was some other person that was calling. Why Eli? Two means that when God spoke, he must have spoken with a voice that was familiar to him. So that he heard God speaking and thought that it was Eli. Means that God must have spoken 
in a way that he was familiar with. And it was Eli's responsibility to discern that, no, you are called by the Lord. Answer to him. So Eli had to teach him, answer to the Lord. Had he not received from Eli, probably God would stop talking to him. How do you know that? It's simple. He said, my spirit shall not always strive with man. So what is Eli's responsibility? Eli's responsibility is to teach Samuel how to respond to God. He hears God, but he doesn't know it's him. So Eli must help him respond. To the voice of God. That's his responsibility. Because Samuel has a destiny in God. He has a ministry in God. He has a calling from God. But the unveiling, the unfolding, the progression of that revelation cannot continue until Eli tells him. The next time you hear that voice say, speak, Lord, for thy servant listens. Eli must teach Samuel the way. Because Eli was accustomed to communication with the Lord. So God says to Samuel three times, and Samuel goes to Eli. Until Eli noticed that it is the Lord that called this young boy. So the next time you hear that voice, say, speak, Lord, for thy, thy servant listens. And when the voice came back again, he spoke thus, and the Lord continued his revelation. So I want to read you something there in James. In James. James chapter number 1. Let's read from verse number 20, please. Amen. Let's read it. Yeah. Of filthiness and overflow of. Yeah. And, and do what? Receive the, receive, yeah, with meekness, yeah. The what? The, 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 implanted and grafted, the, now, 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 it's strange. How do you receive something that is already imparted, implanted, engrafted? How do you receive that which has already been implanted? So he says, receive, right? With meekness, the implanted word. How do you receive something that has already been implanted? 
Let's continue reading. Yeah? Uh-uh. Receive the implanted word. Which is able... Now, he, is, he does not say it is the word that you hear that saves your soul. He says it is the word that is implanted that you receive that saves your soul. Now, the word sa saved there is referring to what? It's referring to sotero. Otoso. Which means a, a, a reclaiming. A, a process of making whole. Of perfecting. So he says... The word, the implanted word, is able to save your soul. There's an ability. Now, the ability of, of that word is not realized when you hear it. It does not save you when you hear it. He says, it saves you when you receive it. After it has been implanted. So here, he's dealing with what, what already is sown in you. He's dealing with the words that are already been sown inside you. He said, because they are already engrafted, there are potentials for the salvation of your soul are activated when you receive that word. Not when you hear it. Because you can hear it without receiving it. <laughs> you understand that? You, 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 you can hear the word and not receive it. So he says hearing alone does not save you. Does not bring wholeness. He says receive. So something has to happen with you after you have heard the word and that is the process of receiving you see this is one of the reasons why many many of god's children don't have the word of god produce results in their lives because they think that after hearing the word must just produce if you come into a service right and all you have heard from the message of that service was that day alone. You have received nothing. Because you don't receive, oh God, when you hear. Come, let's read. I'll show you. Okay, come, let, let me help you. Let me help you. Because I think I shocked your mind there. Now, the Bible doesn't say faith is received by hearing. It says it comes. It doesn't stay by hearing. It comes. It comes. Obviously, its objective is to come to stay. Correct? is to come to stay. But that it comes does not necessarily mean it will stay. That's why Peter could walk 
on water and still sink. Because the faith came. The word came. He dropped it. So the word is not received the same day you hear it. You understand that? When, when did a boy hear the voice? Three sessions before. When did he receive it? <laughs> so he says, receive the engrafted word of God which is able to save your souls. Now listen to verse, the next verse. Let's read the next verse. Uh, uh, he is showing you how to receive. He says, but be doers of the... Yep. Oh, and, and not hear us what? Doing what? Deceiving yourself. No, notice, he's saying, he's saying to hear the word of God alone is self-deception. Telling you that you can hear God's word and it deceive you. Because all you do is hurt it. And its objective is not that you hear it. Its objective is that it turns you to what it communicates to you. The goal of every seed is to become a tree. <laughs> You understand that? So he says, be ye doers of the... No, 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 no. What does he mean? To be a doer of the word. So be doers of the word and not hear us only deceiving yourselves. So if all you do, Chris, is hear God's word, he says you are living under delusion. Because you are thinking that what you are hearing is your salvation. He says you are deceived. You are deceived. And that's where many of us are at in our relationship with the word. We are deceived. We are deceived because... We are like Samuel who hears a voice and thinks that voice is Eli. He was deceived. Was he not? He was deceived by the voice that he heard. Because he thought that it was Eli when it was God. Only when he responded to that word, did clarity, understanding come? Yeah.
He says, you don't know. You, you don't know. He says, he walks away immediately. He forgets it. What kind? He's talking about a type. What kind of a man he is. He says, if you hear the word only, you're like somebody who sees himself in a mirror. And you go, you forget that you are a man. Or you forget that you are a girl. Because only the mirror of God's word can show you, you, who you are. But he says, the, for, for the image to imprint, notice, says the hearer only forgets. A forgetful hearer. He says he's like a, he's like a man who looks himself in a mirror and then straight away goes and forget. Immediately he forgets. That means he continues to act out of character even after he has heard the word. So the word has no impact in their lives because they have forgotten. So he's telling us that the dangers of hearing is that not only do we forget what he said, but we forget what the intent of God through his word to us. Because it is the word that mirrors us. So what must I do? What must I do? Because what you want is for the image you see to imprint. <laughs> you understand that? What you want is for the image you saw through hearing to imprint. I will show you. Read. But he who does what? Oh my God. Uh, which, which? Verse 20, 20. Oh God Almighty. He says, But he who does what? <laughs> he who looks into the what? He says the very same thing you are forgetting is the perfect law of liberty. It's the law for your liberation in every facet of life. That he says he who looks into the perfect law. Yeah. And continues in them. Uh, eh. And what? And continues. Eh. Does what? Yeah. Notice, notice what he says. Notice what he says. Notice what he says. Then he, 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 he's, he's making comparison between the hearers only, right? And then he says there's, there's, other, there's another type. He says, but he who continues to look into. The word there is parakipto. It means to stoop down. Do you understand? It means to stoop down. In order, let's just say maybe you, you saw something, uh, 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 some money or something, and it gets your attention, right? And, and you, you stoop down to look at what it is. That's what it means. It means to stoop down in order to concentrate on a thing. So he says, but he who looks at the perfect law of liberty and continues in it, 
So he's telling you that what you've got to do, the first process of change, the first process of receiving the word is doing what? Is looking at the perfect law of liberty continuously. Not just once after the meeting. It says continuously. Continuously. That's the secret. A farmer doesn't water the seed once a year. Does he? He does it every single day. Every single day he does it. And he's not a forgetful hearer. In, in other words, he doesn't listen only. But a doer of the work. This one will be blessed in what he does. This one will be blessed in what he does. Can you see it? So what is he telling you? Because to look into the perfect law of liberty... Second Corinthians chapter number three, verse seventeen and eighteen. Second Corinthians chapter three, verse seventeen and eighteen. You there? You there? Let's read, please. Now the Lord is. The Lord is. Yeah, where the spirit of the Lord is, there is, yeah, but we all, but we all with unveiled face, right, doing what? Beholding as in a, see, that, that, that construction is wrong, all right, that construction is is wrong. You get what they're trying to communicate, but it's wrong. Right? What it should have read, because there's no such thing behold as in a mirror. That's one word. What it should have read is this. But we all with unveiled face mirroring the glory of the Lord. That's because that's one word. Mirroring, not behold. Mirroring. Beholding means we are looking, right? Mirroring means we are what? Reflecting. So we become what we see. That's what mirroring is. That's the spiritual principle of mirroring. So we will all with unveiled face doing what? Mirroring through the process of beholding. Do, do what? are being transformed by what image what image it says into the same image brother it says the image that you see prophecy is god painting an image a picture of what he has determined you to be your own is to mirror that picture through the process of beholding. 
So when God says, I will, like what he said to Abraham, I will make you great. That's God's prophetic painting, prophetic picture, prophetic mirror to Abraham. What Abraham has to do is that he has to, through the engineering of the spirit, the guidance of the spirit, mirror that image. Because that image is the glory that God has what has placed on him. You following me? So the process of mirroring is what the Bible talks about looking into. You following me? So God communicates a message, gives a message. Now here we are not talking about uh, uh, prophets, prophecy as it, as it relates to uh, judgments. We are talking about prophecy as it relates to prophets, I mean promises, right? So when God speaks his word, for instance, right, you come to church every single Sunday. The Bible, the Bible is a big book, right? At any given point in time, the pastor can choose to teach on any single teaching that exists in the Bible. But why does he teach on the one that you hear that day? There are two, there, there, there are two answers to that. One, he may have decided. Two, it might have been what the spirit allocated for you to hear that day. So though the Bible is a very broad book, the spirit gets to specify, zero in, on that which he thinks is relevant for you at that point. So at that time, that becomes what? God's picture, God's mirror to you. So if it is going to change you, it is not through the process of hearing. It is the process of looking into not hearing, looking into. Because hearing alone will deceive you to thinking you heard. Because God communicates in such a way that everybody may be hearing the same thing, but different things are communicated. The Bible talks about the ministry of the word. The ministry of the word. The ministry, the, the service of the word. So when God brings forth his word in a setting like this, he, the word is carrying out a ministry, both at a corporate level and at an individual level. There's a ministry of the spirit, the ministry of the word, the servicing of the word in a believer's life that is communicated by the spirit. So for that service to become fruitful, effective in your life, there has to be what? A mirroring process that takes place. I'm showing you why some of, the, some of uh, God's promises in your life are not coming to pass. Because you are, not, you are not hearing what the Spirit is communicating. Because you are not mirroring. I like how Paul puts it in, 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 in chapter 4 when, he's, when, he says, when he says, look, 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 scorpion. To consider. In other words, to put something under a microscope. 
That's copeo. Says while we look not at the things which are seen, that's copeo. In other words, we don't put under the microscope. We don't focus our attention on those things that are seen, but on things which are not seen. He's talking about the usage of your cognizant faculties to zero in on the reality God is trying to bring. You listen. If a man, if a man, you cannot convince anyone who has formulated in their minds that a dog is a cat. You can't convince them otherwise. It is already crystallized. So what God is looking for is for you to imprint into you what he has given you. So the prophecy is external. It's like a canvas. What God intends is for that canvas to be imprinted into you. So he says, that man who does the work will be blessed in all his work, in all that he does. When I said to you, after you heard God speak, you have no business in any other faith. Listen, my brothers and my sisters, listen. Who is God? Today, right? If your boss calls you and tells you, I need you at work tomorrow at 6, you'll be there. Even though you don't feel like it, you don't want, you'll be there. You understand? You'll be there. And he has nothing really to offer you except what he pays you. Now, this is what we are talking about. We are referring to hold your destiny. The cards of your life is in his hands. One of the reasons why God despised Saul is for that reason. That's one of the reasons why God despised Saul. I always tell you, you can't mock God. You understand? You, you, God, God, you can't mock. You can fool out every other person, but not, not the Lord. God is unmockable. The Lord is un, You can't mock the Lord. He says, Mira, look into the perfect law of liberty. There's something Jesus told the Pharisees. He says, investigate the scripture. Just investigate. Investigate the scriptures. For they testify of me. Why is there a, an imbalance in Christian growth? Is this reason. He says, the Christians in Berea were different from those in Thessalonica. In Thessalonica, they heard Paul, what a man of God. In Berea, they said, we'll talk tomorrow. 
And the Bible says they went and searched the scriptures to see what Paul said was true. And the Bible commended them. It says they were not like those, I mean, why would, why would the Spirit include such a statement? They were not like those in Thessalonica. Why would the Spirit include such a statement? In other words, they were different. Say, help me, Pastor. For, you see, your spirit is encased in your body, right? Your spirit, your soul is encased in your body. The word God speaks, or the word God communicates, the word of God in general, its, its, its intention is to reach your spirit. Are you following me? It's to reach your spirit. Now, via the spirit, it has to go through your ears, the mind, the eyes, into your heart before it gets into your spirit. That's the process that it takes. So you can say you heard God's word, but it's not here. That's why Jesus kept saying, he that has an ear. He was not talking about this ear. Because they're already hearing what he was saying. You understand what I'm saying? He was talking about another ear. He says, let them hear, because only that ear can hear what the Spirit is saying. You, you follow me? So he says, he that has an ear. That's why he says, take heed how you hear. He that has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit is saying to the churches. So referring to what? What the Spirit is saying that your ears are not hearing. So how do you get to hear? Is what? The process of mirroring through beholding. If, if you, 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 you are to be guaranteed of fulfillment, if you do not observe this principle, forget it. Forget, like what he says, he says you are, you are, you are what? You are self-deceived. Let's read Joshua. Mm. Joshua 1, verse 8. Here's, here's God, right? This guy's leader just died just died so he meets him he says hey moses my servant is dead the first thing god says moses my servant is dead in other words forget moses <laughs> moses my servant is dead now you rise and lead these people into the land which i saw to their fathers right and god begins to promise him god begins to promise you no man will stand before you he gives him some big commands right right Right? In verse 8, God says something. In verse 7, God says something strange I want you to see. Right? 
verse 7, 8, 9. Because normally when we read it, we read verse 8. Right? Let's read verse 7, 8, 9. Only be strong and very courageous. Only be strong and very courageous. Only be strong and very courageous. Now God is telling him for, for the task, the mandate that's handed over to you. You got to be strong. Right? Let's read verse 9. Uh, I want everybody to find it. Let's find it. Let's find it. Let's read it. Stop! Have I? It wasn't a suggestion. He says, have I not commanded you? Do what? Stop. Have I not commanded you? Be what? Strong and? Now stop. So, is, is it not what he said to him in verse number 7? It is, right? And in verse 9, he said that was a command. command. That was a command. So, what he's saying to him in verse 7 is a command. What he's saying to him in verse 8 is a command. Now, commands are direct instructions with consequences. So when God said, only be strong and be very courageous, he was commanding him. When he said in verse 8, this book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth, it was a command. It was not a suggestion. <laughs> it was not a suggestion. It was a command. So God wasn't suggesting to him, hey, you know, if you know, no. God was leaving no room for failure. He says, this book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate. A God in a day, and it was a command. Meditation is a command. Why would God command Joshua to meditate for his success in ministry? And notice, the success of his ministry was not based, really, the command for the success of his ministry was not based really on what he heard, but on what was written. In the same way, Jesus did not deal with the devil on the basis of what he heard his father say, but what was written. So God commands him, this book. Now, God didn't say that book you have in your cupboard. Or that book that's in your library. Or that book of Moses. He said this book. Meaning at the place where God was talking to Joshua. The book was there. So he says this book shall not depart from your mouth. But you shall hagar in it. Day and night. That you may have good success and prosper in all your ways. Now, verse 9, read it again. Have I not commanded? He, he, he's asking, have I not commanded you? Meditate. Hagar. Have I not commanded? Oh. 
is prayer commandment. Yeah? Is prayer commandment. Show me the scripture. Show me the scripture. Men ought always to pray. Is there a command? Is there a command? Is fasting a commandment? Yeah? Is it a commandment of God? Show me a scripture. I'm talking about it in, in general. But he says, when it comes to the success of your ministry, he says you must be courageous. You must be strong. And then he says you must meditate. You must hagar. Hagar means to repetitively bring your attention to God's word for the sake of assimilating and integrating that thing into part, becoming part of you. Remember, he says to him, day and night that you may observe to do. The observation can only come that you may observe to do. The observation only comes after meditation, after Hagari. Why? Because, because, because you, you, you will only know how to act, what to do, after what has been spoken to you, has been assimilated to you. you will make your way prosperous and you will have good success you will make your way prosperous you will make he didn't say i god didn't say i will make your way and i will make your way prosperous for you why did god command that Joshua assimilate Hagar, that book. There must be something in it that is of value that God thinks that man will derive life value from for him to tell him Hagar there. If God has given you a prophecy, right? How many times have you spent listening to it? Meditating, brooding over it. Once, two times. 
three times, ten times. <laughs> you are a joker if you think that there is something that will be extrapolated from that. You are a joker. It takes time for the. He says, oh, First Peter, Second Peter, First Peter, First Peter, First Peter, First Peter, chapter number one. Are we there? Okay, no. Let's leave chapter one. Uh, okay, no. Chapter one, yeah. Chapter one. Let's read chapter one. Uh, verse 24. Okay, verse 23. Having been born again, not of corruptible seed, but incorruptible, through the... The... Now, now notice. It says, through the... Logos of God, which lives and abides, endures forever. I should have put that. Endures forever, right? Which lives and endures forever. Okay? Because all flesh is as, and all the glory of man is the flower of the, the grass wither, and its flower falls away. But... The word, the rhema of the Lord, endures forever. Now, this is the word by which the gospel was preached to you. Now, now, wait. This is... <sighs> Let me ask you a question, right? Let's just say... Uh, a letter falls from heaven. Ne? A letter falls from heaven. It's a message from Jesus. Right? Every church has it. Right? And they tell you in that letter, Jesus will has a meeting with you at 10 a.m. in the morning or 11 p.m. in the evening. Be there to see him. Here's a question. You know that letter. You studied it. It's from heaven. Would you be there? What time would you be there? Yeah? If, if, if he's there at 11, he says, I'm meeting with you at 11. What time would you be there? Hmm? Yeah? What time? What time would you be there? Yeah? What, what time will you be there? <laughs> what time? Yeah? Earlier. Earlier. Yeah. What time? Yeah? yeah. Oh, oh. All right. All right. All right. All right. You'll be there early. Yeah? You'll be there early. Some of you won't make it to heaven. promise you, you will not make it to heaven. Jesus said this 
to Thomas. He said, you want to see me to believe. He says, there is a higher blessing for those who believe without have seen me. In the same way, in the same way, if you would believe that you would meet Jesus at a certain time, you say you would be there early. But because you don't see him, you come there late. You will not make it to heaven. I promise you. See, see one of the biggest surprises that many of God's children will have, many of God's children will have, is when rapture comes, many of them will be left behind. That's one of the shocks you will have in your lives. Why? Because your, your faith, your faith, your faith is carnal. Your faith is dead. And that faith produces no results. You can't say, you can't say if Jesus is going to come and appear to you physically that you will be ready. But you are not ready when you don't see him. Yet his spirit is in that place. It shows, see what I was trying to show you? I was trying to show you how lightly esteem, uh, how, how, how lightly esteem, uh, you esteem the Lord. And it's not just you. It's the whole lot in Christianity. Why? You want there to be a letter, an angel to... Everyone see the angel. Church starts at nine. <laughs> one day, Jesus will come. One day, one day, you will come to church. One day, one day, you will come to church at half past nine and you found that everybody left at nine o'clock. One day, one day, one day, One day, one, one day, one day you'll be doing your shopping on Sunday. One day, one day, listen, God appointed a place. The Bible says, you shall be at the place where I put my name. He says, everybody must be there. He told Moses, he said, let, let the man, let the sons, men present themselves before me. Once a year, imagine. Imagine if you are not there. Do, do, do you know the term that's used prominently in the Bible? In, in respect with uh, the commandments of God for the children of Israel? Do you know the word? Yeah? It's not death. You know what's the word? Excommunicated. Go read. Go read. Go read that. You will find that the consequences of many transgressions was excommunication from Israel. In other words, God rejected them. You're no longer my people. <laughs> <laughs> one, 
when or what do you think when the Lord says the path is narrow and hard? What do you think? Do you think there's room for convenience in that path? You think it's there? Some of you are Judas's. Some of you are Judas's. Listen, Judas is not really the one who betrayed Jesus. Judas was the vessel through which Satan entered. That's why he said, have I not chosen you? And one of you is a devil. He didn't say betrayer. Can you see how, 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 how weak our faith is? Huh? Can you see how weak our faith is? With Jesus, it's not Urkitli Lemos that matters. Remember the 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 ten virgins? Remember the ten virgins? Yeah? When they heard the voice, remember? They're all sleeping, right? And then the one says, hey, we need oil. Right? Look at their stupidity. Look at their stupidity. The one, those ones says, we need oil. They said, no, we don't have to go by. Why didn't they take along? They heard the voice of the bridegroom. They want to still do other activities. They still, they still want to do other activities. Why didn't they say, no, we'll follow you? The voice cried out, the bridegroom is here, it's time to meet him. They want to go buy oil. Huh? They want to go buy oil. Yes, Jesus. Yes, in, right in front of you. You want to kushta, lebelebe lombe, rombe, shak. He's right here in front of you. You see him. You still want to act. Rep people, ram the bit. What are you doing? What are you doing? You're exposing your folly. When they came back and they knocked, they said, it's us. Please open. We have come to our wedding. What did he say? He says, what did he say? He said, who are you? I don't know you. But says, after the five went in, he shut the doors. He's not going to open the door for you. You are, if you are out at the time, the door, oh, when, Noah, when, Noah's ark, when, when Noah's ark was closed in, the Bible says, and the Lord shut him in. Do you think there was anybody who came, you watched that movie, Noah's ark, where that one came, tried to get in? It's a lie. Who would come in after God had shut the door? Amen. Praise the Lord. Where? Now you think so. 
Nagano gitot ay nalik amusu magdoba at amusu magitot ay na. So he says, if you want change, success, prosperity, follow the command. He says, do not forsake the assembly of yourselves, as is the manner of some. In other words, it's, a, it's a habit for other people to forsake assemblies. Jesus will not be coming when you are sleeping alone, my brother. When you are in your room, mm -mm. Mm -mm. the rapture, rapture will take place that way. It won't take place that way. <laughs> Amen. So, what do you do? He says, You hagar, you repetitively meditate. If you ever receive the prophecy, that thing, that thing has all your whole life. What are you going to do? You're just going to take it and put it aside. Ah, <laughs> bless God, I know these things. You're done. You're done. How many times have you spent listening to the message on fulfillment, glory? Sometime, the last time you heard it was in church last year. No wonder nothing's happening. Why? He says, if you honor me, I will honor you. If you lightly esteem me, I will despise you. If you despise me, I will lightly esteem you. That's, that's God. God is not emotional. Many of you think God is emotional. God is not emotional. The Bible says there was no, there was none found for Esau. Even after he came seeking for it with tears, since there was no blessing for him. Thank God is more. Ah, Esau, my son. Yeah? Oh, boy, don't cry, don't cry, don't cry. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I got something for you. Take. No. No, it doesn't work like that with God. <laughs> with God doesn't work like that. <laughs> How many times have you cried for the, your loved ones? How many times? Lord, don't you care? Carest thou not? Did Jesus answer Peter when Peter said to him, Carest thou not that we perish? Did he reply to him? Did he say, How, how dare you say that, Peter? How dare you say I don't care for you? How dare? Did he say that? Yeah? He ignored him. How come you don't have any faith? In other words, why would you ever think that I don't care for you? The fact that you think that means you have no faith in me. It's narrow road. Amen. Amen. You see, for, the, for, for a message, a teaching to actually mean something in your life, and for you to, to reap its benefits, you must listen to it at least a hundred times. I remember I listened to a message. One guy was listening to uh, Kenneth Hagin, right? So he was giving the testimony. He said, 
you know, my life was wayward. I got a hold of your message. So what I started doing is that I started listening to your messages every day in the morning when I woke up and in the evening when I went to bed and listened to three particular messages on how to hear God's voice, meditation and so forth. Right? I did that for a period of seven months and he said in seven months, my whole life changed. Now, you may ask, why doesn't he tell us the process? The process is irrelevant. What's important is what he did. Because the, the, what, what, what he might have done from what he heard was tailored to how he heard what he heard. The same thing with Kenneth Copeland. He said, I've listened to Kenneth Hagin's messages over 100,000 times. He said, before, before he was the way he was, he, they would sleep in a, in a, in a shandy, all right? They don't call it a shandy, but it, it, was a, it was a room with open windows, no doors. And he said all he had back then was a cassette tape. And every day, no bed, their bed was the floor. And with little th thin uh, <laughs> blanket, he said they would put that thing there and they would, they would, they would sleep, eat, wake up, Kenneth Hagen tapes. He did that for a period, until God, until while he was listening to those tapes, God spoke to him. He was 30 years old at that time. Nothing to show for his life. God said to him, go to Oral Roberts University. The first time he heard God's voice. Go to Oral Roberts University. With no money. He went, finished whatever he did, ministry boom. Bible says, not by might, not by power, by my spirit, says the Lord. By my spirit, says the Lord. Listen, it wouldn't take God a second to fulfill every single thing he wants to do with your life. But it will mess you up. You will forget him. What much more is blessings? And you now, you know, the Bible says the blessing of the Lord maketh and adds no. Because every month, that's a blessing. Give blessing. <laughs> now we live in a technologically advanced world. Everything, the word of God is right before you. If I was you and I heard the message of fulfillment from back then, what I would have done for, for the first six months of the year was commit myself entirely, engross myself. In the word, in the messages, in the teachings. Because they are, they are tailor-made by God for what I need in my life in that particular season. I told you how to have his word promises fulfilled. How many of you remember the teaching? Maybe 20%. <laughs> Problem is your what? 
you, you are deceived, you are forgetful here. You are like a bag full of seeds. You're full of all good seeds, but you go hungry. See, there is much food in the tillage of the poor, but the lack of understanding perpetuates the suffering. Problem, you still want to live like a black man. Still want to live like an African. That's your problem. You have not yet decided to leave the life of Zion. To live the life of the kingdom. And here's the thing. Mudimu Hamaindi. Mudimu Hamaindi. You will die, go to heaven. And you still remain where you were when you left here. You read the end of Joshua's ministry. Chapter 21, 40. He says... And there was none, no word that fall to the ground. Every single thing the Lord promised Israel was fulfilled. Why? Because of the commandment he gave that boy. He took the words. You see, meditation is proof that you take God's word serious. Meditation is proof. Spending time meditating is proof that you, you hallow, you honor, you value God's word. That's proof. That's proof. Imagine. See, sometimes the issue can be one little thing. You know, like with the car, you can have one small problem and the whole thing don't move. And you think it's such a big, it's not a big, it's one little thing. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Forgetful here. The body of Christ is, is full of those who are vagabonds. You hop from one teaching to another, one teaching, one day, <laughs> one church to another. <laughs> when God gives you His word, He is. This is what God says, right? Let me read you one psalm. Let's read psalm, please. Psalm. I'll read you. I'll read this. Is the last verse. I'll read you. Psalm. One thirty thirty nine thirty eight. One thirty eight. We there? Okay. Uh, verse two. I will worship toward your holy temple and praise your holy name for your loving kindness and truth. For you have magnified your word above all your name. Think about that. God's word matters more to him than his reputation. 
He cares more about the, his word than his reputation. You see that? You see that? Because his word is his reputation. If he, if he can't watch over his word to perform it, his reputation is tarnished. Can you see that? Can you see that? Just he, you have magnified your word above all your name. The sacredness of the word. And you see, in the Bible, right? The Bible calls the, the word of God, Paul says, they are the prophetic scripture. In other words, everything there is prophetic. Every teaching, every teaching, every message that comes from the scriptures is prophetic. And he says, he's magnified it. He's magnified his word above all his name. Where is God's word in your, in your rank in life? Where is it? How you prove that this thing is serious? Meditate. How, how many uh, we? How many? How many times in this year alone have you read all the prophecies? We've sent all the prophecies that the Lord has spoken. We've taken the time to write them down so that you can have them with you all the time. We've recorded them. How many times have you listened to them? Have you read over them? And you, you, you. Then you're waiting. Yeah, you're waiting. You wait. You 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 you're like you're like you're like a man without a ticket, waiting at a bus stop, expecting when the bus comes they will climb in. You are joking yourself. Go buy your ticket. But that's how you behave. That's how you behave. And then when one climbs the bus, and he greets the bus driver, they greet him. He he gave he gave. The bus driver, he showed the bus driver the ticket. You coming, you expecting the bus driver to treat you the same, he's treating him. Hi, hi, hi. And the bus driver says, hi, hi, your ticket, please. And I don't have, said, no, 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 leave. Yeah, but you went in and you were smiling with him. Yeah, you have favorite. He's not favorite, he showed me his ticket. Where's your own? And then you get angry for the one who got on the bus because he had a ticket. And where? Now you didn't have a ticket. Now you think you're important. The rules don't apply to you. That, that's, a pro, that, that's what happens with many Christians' lives. Their peers, their brethren, they progress, they're making it, and they start being bitter toward them. And bitter toward God, as if God is the one that told them to remain where they are. He said to Cain, Cain, if you do what is right, will you not be accepted? If you do what is right, will you not be accepted? He was angry that God respected Abel's uh, gift. He didn't expect his. God told him, it's not right. Do what's right and you, you'll have the same response from me that Abel got from me. No. I'm giving you this. <laughs> uh, I'm, giving, I'm, giving, I'm, giving you, I'm giving you 
this my Sunday listening ears. That's it. If you're fortunate, I'll give you my Wednesday reading eyes. That's it. But I still expect you to, to put your hand of approval on me. That's how we behave. <laughs> That's how we behave. You're like a woman who wants marriage. Doesn't take care of themselves. Bad manners. Dress terribly. And then... <laughs> they must love me for who I am. Amen. Onali underwears a two. Marotamaga phone and what days. Marnali underwears a two. That's a rebuke to someone. Amen. That's a rebuke to someone. Amen. Amen. They heard me. I don't know who they is, but they heard me. Praise the Lord. So, basically, what I'm trying to tell you is that don't deceive yourself. If you don't do the work, you won't get a blessing. Don't deceive yourself. Don't deceive. How do you expect me and you to be at the same level? You spend time, uh, you spend, you spend, you spend two hours a day running. I spend two uh, hundred hours a week running. How do we be the same? It's impossible, right? How, 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 oh, 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 <laughs> you failed metric, right? You didn't prove your life. And then here's somebody, he's in university, right? They're telling you about a subject. Hey, this is how, ah, I don't know, no, I know this thing. What do you know? <laughs> what authority do you have? Yeah? What, what authority do you have in something that you did not put any investment in? It's like when you pray. Ah, God, you want to fulfill your word. But you know, you know, Monday to Monday, you're, you're somewhere. You're, you're somewhere. You're <laughs> don't deceive yourself. Don't, don't deceive yourself, please. Amen. Don't deceive yourself. God is a miracle worker, but he's a wise one. He's a wise one. There's no special treatment with God. No one gets special treatment. No one. No 
There was no special treatment for Jesus. God didn't say, don't put that thing too hard. Or that's my son. <laughs> don't drive those nails too deep. That's my son. Did he do that? No special treatment. If, listen, if you want what God has for you, you're going to have to go get it God's way. Otherwise, forget it. That's why I told you, don't waste your time. If you know for it, you're not, you're not going to be serious with God, this God thing. Don't waste your time. Go, go, go adopt another, another Sunday habit. Go drink, go. Don't waste your time. Because all you're doing, you're just wasting your time. Amen? Yes. What's the use? What's the use? Tell me what's the use. What's the use being in a football team, knowing that you're not going to train, you're not going to commit yourself? What's, why are you there? And then, and then you, you, you behave and think that the coach will select you to play. He must be a stupid coach to do that. Both y'all are stupid. And that's what, that's what most Christians are doing. No, repeat how? how? If you're not going to be serious, if you're not going to, you don't, 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 don't waste your time. With the Lord, if you're not going to put in the work, don't, don't waste your time. God will respect you for that. To say, hey, this thing is not for me, Lord. He'll have much respect for you than for you to sit there knowing, knowing that your heart is far away from this thing. You, you, you're wasting your time. It, that's why he says, if you're going to be for the Lord, be for the Lord. If Baal is your God, if Baal is God, let Baal be God. If God is God, no, don't be confused in a strict between two years. Don't work that way. It doesn't work that way. Hear us only. He says, forgetful hear us. <laughs> I'm telling you this because some of you, you're not serious. And then you expect, you expect miracles. Bible doesn't work like that. Maybe in some churches it works like that. Some ministries, some it works. But that's not the Bible way. Brothers and sisters, that's that's not the Bible way. It's absolute. You see, if you read some of the things that God says to you, said to you in prophecy throughout the year, you will notice that some of the things were 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 conditioned upon your certain things being done. But because you don't follow. You don't follow. You, you, you just think, no, he has spoken, it is done. Pelile, it's done. Hmm. Praise the Lord. Things don't work that way. Amen. Amen. When a woman knows, you know, it's labor time. Huh? The water broke. It's labor time. Do, does he just chill on the couch, continue eating a popcorn? 
It's Labor Day. The baby's coming out. The baby's coming out. I'm giving birth. You, you're giving birth, but there's no effort. No, but I'm giving a C-section. Can't you expect anything from Budimulun? Barke month of birthing, birthing, there's no C-section. Congrats, C-section. Can't you expect anything from Budimulun? Budimulun is Budimulun is Kai's natural pathways. I don't see C-section anymore. Hey, Baba, some people spiritually are expecting C-sections. It's a month of birth, I was just happy. <laughs> the Lord will open you up. <laughs> Here's your package, my child. Here's what I promise you, my child. Just as uncomfortable as C-section. Ubleziga Liba, Liba Pegs. Jess, hopeless girl, labor pains. I want a C-section. As hunger when a woman, when she's about to give birth, goes to the operating table and the doctor opens her up and takes out the baby, he says she goes into labor pains. Well, we're not really, we are jokers. Yeah? Yeah, that's how we are. That's how we are. I don't understand that sometimes. Human beings, I really don't understand. I don't, I don't understand human beings. It's the same thing like what I just told you, right? Church starts at nine. You come quarter to ten, half past nine. Mara, you say you'll be here for Jesus. If you can't be here for him, it's like it's like what 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 that rich man, what Abraham told that rich man. If they can't listen to the prophets. Not even the you who rises from the dead can convince them. That, because that's what you think. You think seeing him will convince you. If his word can't convince you, what will seeing him do? The Bible says they saw him in the wilderness. They all died. Amen. You know, you take the Jews, you take you take the Muslims, and you take Christians. <laughs> Amen. Let's all stand. The only thing that you'll be commended for in all aspects is that you believe in Jesus. In all other activities, irrespective of who Muslims pray to, who Jews pray to. It doesn't matter. They pray. Amen. So, make sure, brothers and sisters, that you continue in the perfect law of liberty. Continue. The teachings that we put out there on the flat, they're not there so that they can sit. They're not there so that they can sit. They're there for your sake. Amen. Amen. Therefore, your sake. Hmm. You know, I don't know where to start. You know. Hmm. 
Oh, I am go 1990s, the time generation, it told me low level. It becomes your favorite, oh, great logo season 98. Oh, it told me season 98. By the time of it, I was season 99. How are you? Hey, generation, my favorite show. You don't know where to start. When it comes to important things, you don't know where to start. All I wanted to tell you is that don't be delusional. Don't be, don't be deceived, all right? By yourself. Not by devils here, by yourself. I don't know which is last week what I was talking about, the week before last. If I can ask, <laughs> we'll hear some things. That we'll hear some things. Praise the Lord. So, brothers and sisters, Meditate. Amen? Meditate. If you don't do those little, it's the basics that count with God. It's the basics that count with the Lord. Because what will, what will you do? You, you, you have squint eyes in the spirit. And God is saying to you like Jeremiah, what do you see? Instead of saying a tree, you say, you say I see a log. A huge log. How is he going to say you have seen right? I watch over my word to perform it. Praise the Lord. Amen. Self deception is dangerous. Yeah. It's like some, some, you know, some prophet, I'm God's favorite prophet. <laughs> I'm God's favorite son. <laughs> some people think that way. Like they're God's best. They're the best God ever had. God's favorite. <laughs> God's favorite. Amen. Deluded. Praise the Lord. So, God's blessing begins not here, after here. It is that word that we seek to receive that will save your soul. Amen. Praise the Lord. You heard me, no? Yeah. From the 27th.